Hey everybody, and welcome back to this edition of Doers of the Word. James one twenty two. the Bible tells us to be doers of the Word and not hearers only. And here at Victory Ministries, we're doers of the Word. So I want to talk a little bit about today about church hurt. I know this is a subject we've talked about bringing into the podcast and hasn't, and we haven't done that yet. So today, have a very special guest in the studio with me. I would like to welcome Miss Linda. Linda, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. I know we're talking about church hurt, and you know when we think about that, we think a lot about a lot of the churches that today people are getting hurt in left and right. We see people that walk into a service and we've got clicks everywhere. Uh, we got people in the church house today that actually say anything that hits their mind, doesn't care who it offends and things along that line, which is totally outside the Word of God. And I believe shouldn't be discussed in the house of God. I don't think that's a place for it. And then too, you know, we got people uh, talking to other people about what somebody might have, might have or have not said that happens in the churches today that shouldn't be talked about either. So that's the topic today. Uh, we'd like to welcome you in to this edition of it. Kick back, relax as we discuss this topic of church hurt. Linda, I know that you and I had talked about this actually happened one time in your life, didn't it? Can you tell us yes. a little bit about that? Okay, I sure can. As a young Christian, um, we uh, were attending church very regularly and I uh, started becoming uh, involved in the church, uh, took on a Sunday school class. And then the Lord put us together with a sister to go out and, to, and sing. And we still kept our um, obligations to the church. We wouldn't hardly go on Sunday mornings. If we did, it would be for homecoming. And um, the pastor at that time did not think that we should leave the church to sing. And he got up the first Sunday morning that we left after we had fulfilled our obligations of our offices in the church and got up and even uh, teenage children of the lady that sang with us was in the, the uh, audience and uh, called our names and said that we would drive a hundred mile for a cold chicken leg, which as far as we was going, <laughs> there wasn't even gonna be any chicken left. We just was gonna get there barely in time for church. But you know, that put a lot of hurt in me. And also this same preacher, uh, he came to my house one time and he preached, and I know cleanliness is next to godliness, and I understand that. But he came to my house one Saturday morning and we didn't have a washer and dryer at the time. And I was getting my laundry together to go to the laundromat. And he walks in and I seen him look in my bedroom and I thought, oh goodness. So I had my clothes sorted out, I sort my clothes by colors and all that stuff before I go to the laundromat. Well, the next Sunday morning, and of course the kids had been playing in the yard, the next Sunday morning he gets up and says, I go to a church member's house yesterday. You couldn't even get through their bedroom for all the dirty, nasty clothes on the floor. And you barely could get through the front yard for the children's toys on the floor. And that hurt me bad. That made me not want. <clears throat> to go back to church really anymore. I had a hard time going after that. Absolutely, something that he's seen should have not been verbalized in public. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, what, what, what you were saying there, he actually came into your house judging you. Yes. Not even, this wasn't in the church, this was outside the church. This outside the church. But him being a representative of the church come to your house and put you on the spot. 
Yes. In front of the church. Yes. That brought the hurt into your life. That yes. should have never happened. No. So I want to apologize to you that that even happened, Linda. Thank you. I think you need to hear that. Yeah, thank you. And then there was one other, other time that finally finished that I finally figured out the Lord that I'd had enough. Uh, we were having uh, something for Steve's parents' anniversary, and uh, we went to their church that morning, and everybody was to come after the church and, and fall, uh, to eat. And, of course, I wasn't in authority at that church to stand up and say what time lunch was going to start. I told them what time it approximately would start. Well, when the service finished, they went ahead and had prayer and started lining people up to eat. And when he got there, because people were already eating, he had stopped and got chicken and turned around and took it back to his house. I think about a hundred pieces of chicken. Then when we got to church that night, we were starting revival actually. And he got up in the church and said that I was the biggest liar sitting in that church because I had told him that lunch would start at so-and-so time following his, uh, this special anniversary service that we were having for his parents and pointed me out. And of course, thankfully, the uh, evangelist uh, we knew took me to his in-laws' home, who lived near nearby, because he saw how upset I was. And it was at that time that I that I left. I felt like I'd had enough of that type of church hurt. Absolutely. When you was feeling that, what was your perception of the church when you was going through this hurt? It made me not want to go back. And then, I mean, I saw him, I saw her, not just him, I've seen him hurt, seen other people hurt in the church as being, you know, and I've, I've also been a pastor's wife and can, can tell many stories of, of her. Just recently, uh, a lady uh, come to me, uh, you know, had come to me asking for some places to try church and I, you know, wanted somewhere like in the local area different than where we were and I gave her some names of churches and you know, she went and tried them out. Two or three, she went and tried to get involved in, and everywhere she went, then she ended up getting hurt by clicks. That's mm-hmm. saying that more. She would, you know, she would ask. She would volunteer to help with Bible school. She would volunteer to help with Sunday school or with uh, church dinners, and they would just say, "No, you don't do anything," and they don't realize that that's hurting people. If if people don't want to help, they wouldn't be asking. Amen. That's exactly right. And I don't think there should be clicks. I totally church. agree with you. I think that's happening more and more because pastors today don't have the backbone to stand up against the people in the house of God that bring these things in which should be left at the door. Right. Shouldn't be happening. Um, and, you know, you, you was mentioning that this particular pastor you was talking about got upset at you for a situation. Yes. And actually brought his personal feelings into your home, took that before the whole church, and that's what brought the hurt to you. Yes. What was your perception of him at that particular moment? When he stood up in front of everybody, knowing what he knows, and took that intimate detail of your home before the whole church body, what was your perception of him? I totally lost confidence in him at that time. And I think that happens. That's why I think we're seeing more and more church hurt. Yes. His people's lost their confidence. You nailed it. Yes. In the pastor. Yes. You know, we 
have to study the Word of God and bring it before the flock. Church hurt should not be in the house of God anymore. No. Because of, you know, when you come to the knowledge of who you are in Jesus, Colossians 2.10 plainly tells us that. Um, when you learn who you are in Him, then hurt doesn't happen there. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. With your experience that you've had over the years, what do you feel like is the number one reason that people are getting hurt in the churches today, Linda? Sadly to say, a lot of it comes from the pulpit. Amen. What do you think that's coming? What do you think the like the main thing coming out uh, of the pulpit? You know, we got preachers standing up there that preaching are so many different doctrines. Yes. Which we both know that religion is not going to get you anywhere. No. Now, a lot of people think that give me that old time religion is awesome, but give me the old timey salvation. Amen. That's what that's what's going to get us to heaven. What do you think when when the preacher standing up there? knowing that he's got people in the church that's hurt and he doesn't handle it. What do you think the reason is there? I think a lot of it, he's afraid he'll lose some of his money. I really, I've seen that. I mean, I've heard that come out of some pastor's mouths. Um, and uh, these little cliques, I know people that went to their pastor and said, hey, you know, this is happening or that's happening. And like you said, they won't have any backbone to do anything about it. And, you know, finally, uh, I know this, this one in particular friend that I'm talking about, uh, they hadn't been to church in months until I finally got her to go, you know, to go with me. And, and we showed her love and showed her acceptance and showed her how church should be Amen. to love one another. And, and we were blessed to be at a loving church that didn't have any clicks going on. Amen. Not one time in the Word of God can I find where Jesus said, go you out and confuse everybody. (laughs) He never did do that, did he? He said he's not the author of confusion. Amen. We know where that comes from then. Uh, Nowhere in the Bible can I find that Jesus told a pastor to get up and say, it's okay for you to be mad at so-and-so, but there's not okay for them to be mad at you. You see, that's not in the Bible. Jesus said, you know, to come in unity in one, in one body, one spirit. You know, it's him. Uh, the way he sees the church is certainly not how we see the church. We we look at it a lot of times as a place of refuge, and it is. But for far too many people, it's a place of discomfort and a place that they have to go. Not that they get to go, it's that they have to go. They feel out of tradition that out of based on their actions, they should go to attend service. Yes. Which is totally inaccurate. It's not that we have to go, it's that we get to go. Yes. And, and be in the house of God. So what advice, based on your experience, do you have for people that maybe experience some of the things you're talking about? Maybe that's gone hurt. Maybe somebody in the church hurt them. Right. What, what do you, what's your advice to those kind of folks? Well, to begin with, um, you know, maybe try going to the person or the people, you know, and talking to them. Um, you can, like I said, try talking to the pastor and see if that helps. And then if you can't, if you can't overcome that, don't just give up on church. Find somewhere else and pray and talk to the Lord and he'll guide you and show you where to go. Amen. That's exactly right. You know, out from the Lord's where everything comes from. Yes. I know some people have lost confidence in a particular pastor like you did that one gentleman. 
Yes. Um, if, if they're in that situation, based on what you was telling me, if somebody is in that situation and they feel they can't talk to that particular pastor or they can't feel like that they can't talk to somebody in that authoritative position, what, who would you advise them to talk with? Try to find a trusted friend or another pastor, you know, but try to find a trusted friend, a saved friend that can talk to them from the Word of God. Amen. And, and you, give and you them good godly advice. Amen. And you nailed it right there. A friend you can trust. You yes. can't trust everybody. No, you can't. Um, but but those people that you do trust, you can tell them those things because they have your best interest at heart, right? Uh, I know that you said you was involved in church. While you was involved, you experienced this hurt. Yes. I know you you, you mentioned you guys would go out and sing and, and, and you would feel your, your obligations at church first and then follow the leadership of the Lord into another service. Yes. While you was at church, you was involved being a teacher, teaching others about that what how did you feel let's just let's talk about your feelings how did you feel when that pastor come to you and told you what he told you for you following the lord Uh, well like i said he didn't come to us and tell us he just said it from the pulpit while we were gone and when he was talking up there oh you wasn't there no we weren't there but that that the lady, like I said, the lady that sings with us, her teenage children were there, and he called their names, you know, and they were so hurt. Those teenagers were so hurt. And, you know, that's, there's a difference between an older person getting hurt and a teenager. You yes. can hurt a teenager, and they're not as apt to grow and get past that, that particular boy, thing. That young boy never went back to church after that. Is he still in, did he ever, is he? Is he He's passed away now, unfortunately. Mm. But he did make things right Amen. a few months before he left. God sent him by our little church, and he made things right with the Lord before Amen. he left. That's the most important thing, yes. making things right. I think that in church hurt, as bad as it is, you know, Jesus told us to go to the person, right? Yes. I think what's going to set the people free is going to the person that hurt you the most. Yes. You know, I found in my ministry when I do that, if, if we go up to somebody that's hurt, that we've hurt. And when we go up to them and we admit that we're wrong, you know, I'm sorry that uh, I apologize that this happened. You know, I know I've done or said something that's totally hurt you, and I would love to ask you for, for, your, for your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I found that most of the time it's the other person that says, you know what, you wasn't the only one at fault. I was too. Right. Most of the time, you're right. So they, they actually play off that. But I think if we, as God's people, would confront the problem head on when it happened that the church hurt wouldn't exist no more. Don't you think so? I think so. That's why I said I think the first thing they should do is go to them. Amen. Go to them and talk to them. Yes. Amen. What, um, I know we're doing a 15 minute, we went over 15 minutes, which is fine, but I want you to give your heart right here for just a minute. Those that's out there right now listening to this podcast that's in hurt, They've had words spoken to them that, that, that's broken their heart. They've laid awake and cried at night. They don't know who to trust, who to turn to. They feel helpless. Um, like you and I have discussed before, feel like your prayers wouldn't get above the ceiling, um, which is totally inaccurate. But they feel all alone and hopeless, and nobody can help them. 
based on what you went through, Linda, what would you want to tell these people? Um, number one, depend on the Lord. Take it to Him. And, of course, He already knows it, but sometimes He said, We receiveth not because we asketh not. Have you asked the Lord about what He would have you to do about it? Have you went to Him and talked about it? And then also speak out. I've just been redeemed from fear that I've carried my whole life because I spoke out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Rebuked the devil and commanded him to leave. Amen. You know, to take that, that fear to leave my life Amen. because of him. So I think the person should do the same thing. You might have a fear of going up and talking to that person, don't know what they're going to say to you. But if you do it in the name of Jesus and love, and commandeth Satan and that fear to leave you in the name of Jesus, you can become victorious. Amen. You can become victorious. Just like you have. Just like I have today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I tell you, he's worthy to be praised. Yes, Thank God. Is. Folks, listen, uh, you that's listening, I know we went over the 15-minute limit here, and that's okay. If you're out there and you've had church hurt, you've got things that's been spoken against you, you don't understand. You're hurting. You're carrying around disappointment. Things along that line. You've got nobody to turn to. I want you to know here at Victory Ministries, we welcome the opportunity to sit down with you and talk with you. Every service that we offer is absolutely free of charge. You can actually look at the link at the bottom of this podcast. Click on it. It'll allow you to contact us. Our telephone number here is 423-262-8407. Don't hesitate to reach out to us there. You can reach us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and get the help you need to get set free from the stronghold Satan has you in. Uh, if you don't want to talk to us, you can reach out to us at www.victoryministriesjc.com. And also in the footnotes, you'll see our email there, info at victoryministriesjc.com. And reach out and get the help you need. We're here to listen to you. Amen. Linda, I want to thank you personally for coming on the podcast today and opening your heart with us. It's been an absolute blessing talking with you. And hopefully we can get you back on for long and talk about the, the victory that you now walk in. Praise God. Yes. He's good, ain't he? Yes, he is. Any parting words of wisdom for everybody? Just continue to keep, keep on going on for Jesus. Don't, let, don't look back on the past and just keep going on for Jesus. Amen. That's what it's all about, ain't it? Yes. Awesome. Listen, thank you again for being with us today, Linda. We deeply appreciate you. You that's listening, thank you for allowing us to be part of your day, to come into your vehicle, your home, your office, wherever you may be. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for allowing us to be part of your day and thanking you for taking a few minutes of time and lending an ear to what God uncovered today. Until next time, like Linda said, keep on keeping on. Look up. It may be today. God bless you is our prayer.